Good morning. I am Apostle William B. Corrector, presiding prelate of Discovered Being Ministry Incorporated. I'd like to welcome you to today's podcast where we will endeavor to speak on the Word of God as it relates to a question. Did Jesus come to bring peace on earth? Let us go to the throne of grace this morning and ask God to bless us and bless this podcast. Father God, in the name of Jesus, as we come this morning, we want to thank you for another day that our hands have made. Help us to rejoice and be glad therein. Father, we bind every work of Satan, every hindering spirit, every lying tongue, every backbiter, every whisper, every hater of God this morning, Father, as it relates to your work. Father, for this is the work of Christ. For Father, he was the word that became flesh. And Father, we thank you for blessing your people through this word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Did Jesus come to bring peace on earth? Speaking about the birth of Jesus, hundreds of years before it happened, Isaiah says, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will rest on his shoulders. And he will be called the Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, referenced in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. So Jesus is the Prince of Peace. On the night of Jesus, of Jesus' birth, the angels proclaimed the good news to the shepherds, again emphasizing the peace that Christ would bring. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men, referenced in Luke chapter 2, verse 14. But Matthew 10 seems to downplay his role as the Prince of Peace, as he warns his disciples of the hardship they will face in their ministry. Do not assume that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. That's found in verse 34 and 36. Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace, yet the kind of peace he brings is not necessarily what most people are thinking of when they hear of the peace of earth. At Christmas time, we see slogans advocating world peace. There are a number of different fronts. They conflict rage today. And there are numbers, a number of different kinds of peace needed in our world. In a conflict, people the world over are struggling with doubts, fears, and uncertainties. They are in need of inner peace. Mental health professionals tell us that the Christmas holidays, the time of peace on earth, is often one of the most depressing as expectations go unmet and stress multiplies. In personal, interpersonal conflict, people struggle against other people. There are family conflicts and conflicts with co-workers and sometimes even conflicts with the total stranger. Crime, racism, abuse, and violence are everyday occurrences. 
Divorce rates showed the conflict between husbands and wives. During the season of peace and goodwill, individuals often disappoint each other and fail to meet expectations. Family conflicts are often heightened as people who may not normally spend a lot of time together are suddenly at close quarters. Even total strangers may get into conflict with each other as they compete to limit numbers of their most popular toys. The best Black Friday deals are the most convenient parking spots at the stores. Christmas fights, even near riots, have been known to occur over these things. And unfortunately, the shopping season tends to elevate criminal activity from shoplifting to burglary. Buggery. Impersonal conflicts demonstrate the great need for an interpersonal peace. International conflicts. What the term peace on earth possibly means to most people is international peace. Currently, conflicts rage around the globe and war is nothing new. In addition to the possibility of overt war, there is a constant threat of international terrorism. The Middle East is the very place of Christ's birth, is one of the least peaceful of all places on earth. And in recent years, the city of Bethlehem has been torn by riots between various factions. While the need for inner peace, interpersonal peace, and international peace may be recognized by most people, there is one other kind of peace that rarely gets a second or even a first thought. Yet this peace is our most pressing need. We all need peace with God. The universal human response to the reign of God is often rebellion against him. Because we have sinned and rebelled against God, we do not have the peace with him. Romans chapter 5 verse 10 describes people in sin as enemies of God. This is a statement of fact whether or not we harbor or any hostile feelings towards God. Jesus came to bring peace on earth. First and foremost, he came to make peace between God and rebellious, sinful human beings. While we were enemy, God's enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, stated in Romans chapter 5, verse 10. Jesus paid the penalty for our sins so that God's wrath could be turned away from us and we could have peace with God. This peace and forgiveness are available to anyone who trusts Jesus for salvation. Since we have just been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Stated in Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Jesus also brings peace on the earth by sending the Holy Spirit to live within believers. The Spirit changes them so that they can gain a measure of inter-peace. When believers feel turmoil, turmoil inside, they have resources to deal with it. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds 
in Christ Jesus, referenced in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Likewise, as believers are changed into more loving, more Christ-like people, they have the resources to better lives at peace with those around them. They develop the capacity to forgive wrongs done to them and more be more aware of the wrongs they might do to others. As Christian increases in spiritual maturity, he or she will be able to help others in the way that they would not have been possible before. I think I need to say that again. As Christians increase, as the Christian increases in spiritual maturity, he or she will be able to help others in the way that would not have been possible before. As he or she defers to others in humility, many interpersonal conflicts are avoided. If it is possible, as far as, as it depends on you, live peacefully with everyone. Stated in Romans chapter 12, verse 18. In this way, the Christian experiences more interpersonal peace. The Christian experiences more interpersonal peace. However, there are times when interpersonal conflicts may actually get worse when a person becomes a believer in Christ. This is what Jesus was speaking of when he said he did not come to bring peace in the earth. In Matthew chapter 10, verses 34 to 36, Jesus warned of the persecution that will come to the followers, his followers when they confront the world that rejected him. Although Christians in the Western world have for a past few centuries experienced a remarkable level of protection from persecution, the majority of the world for the past 20 centuries has been very hostile to Christians. Yet, in spite of the impersonal turmoil that Christians may experience when those who reject Christ also reject him, even members of his own family, the Christians can, the Christian can still have inner peace. Jesus promised, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, I do not give you as the world gives, do not let your heart be troubled, troubled, and do not be afraid. Found in John chapter 14, verse 27. Our Lord also said, this is my command. Love each other. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it will love you as its own. As it is, you do, do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember what I told you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. Found in John chapter 15, verse 17 through 20. And I have told you these things so that you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But Take heart, I have overcome the world, stated in John chapter 16, verse 33. In this case, Jesus did not come to bring peace to the unbelieving world, but, but he did bring peace to those that, who trust him. But what 
about this peace on earth that the angels were claimed at Jesus' birth. Jesus' first coming did not bring international peace. However, he promised that he would come again. On the only way will ever be international peace is when every knee bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, found in Philippians chapter 2, verse 10. And the Lord assumes his rightful place as King of kings and the Lord of lords. <clears throat> when Christ reigns supreme and the nations are living in obedience to him, then there will be world peace. See that in Micah chapter 4. Verses 2 through 4 and Isaiah chapter 2, verse 4. In summary, Jesus, the Prince of Peace, came to provide the way for sinful people to have peace with God. He gives believers the resources to experience inner peace and help them to become the kind of people who can live in peace with each other. However, as Jesus suffered persecution, so will his followers. Yet, even in persecution, they can experience the peace of God. And finally, when Jesus returns and sets up his kingdom, the world will be united in peace. Sisters and brothers in Christ, this is self-explanatory. This podcast should reach your heart when you think that everyone should love you when you carry Christ in your heart. Is not so. That is against scripture. We only have the ability through the Holy Spirit to love those that do not love us, those that put all manner evil before us and try to lay stumbling blocks to trip us up as we go up the King's Highway. I beseech you today that you will turn from your wicked ways, that you will give God homage for all the things that he has done in your life, whether you are in sin, whether you are in the glory of God, we still belong to God because he came and died for all of us. Let your words be those of yea and amen so that you will not fall into condemnation. We know that Christ died for all of us and that was his mission and that will continue to be until he comes to reign, reign as King of kings and Lord of lords. May God bless you and smile upon you and give you peace.